Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. I vividly remember conducting an all-night exorcism on Halloween more than 10 years ago. That involved some very powerful, powerful evil spirits within the young man. David had been a Satanist for some time and had participated in blood-spilling rituals, yet wanted to escape the satanic bondage. During the exorcism on this day, on Halloween, I found the demons to be particularly strong. Since demons, since evil spirits, my friends, are not omnipresent as God is, they reserve their energy on certain nights to unleash their unholy powers. Halloween is such a night. And we are just... Hours away from Halloween here in the United States. And on Halloween night, the powers of hell will be unleashed. In the United States and other parts of the world, millions upon millions upon millions participate in the satanic holiday that is steeped in occultic ritualism. And blasphemy. Though most of the participants are unaware of Halloween's evil roots and practices. But let me be clear. It doesn't take a rocket science to, to, find, to, to figure out that Halloween is a dark, dark holiday. Unholy day, that is. I'm... I'm very serious with you, my friends. It doesn't take you to be a rocket scientist to figure out that this is a dark day. And as I take my children to a store, the past several weeks, or the past month, I should say, they've been disturbed. When I just go walking down the street and they see homes filled with ghosts and goblins and witches... And other occultic paraphernalia, other Halloween paraphernalia, they're disturbed. They're provoked. It brings fear. It brings terror. And as I think of my precious young children, I think of your children. I think of the children around the world that are exposed to this hellish day that is known as Halloween. These little ones should not be exposed to the terror, to the fear, 
to the hell of Halloween. You know, Halloween brings forth not only witches and ghosts and goblins and spooks of all kinds. Halloween brings us haunted houses. It's a billion-dollar industry around the world. Yet you go to any haunted house, you'll find millions of little ones attending and participating in these haunted homes, these haunted houses, attractions. This is where my concern lies. When little ones enter a haunted house during the Halloween season, there's terror, there's fear. And these little ones, not yet fully emotionally, mentally, spiritually developed, are susceptible to the spirits of terror, spirits of fear. We need to do something about this. We need to first and foremost offer a solution to those who have been invaded by spirits of fear and terror, and that is to provide deliverance. The opportunity for people to be delivered. And secondly, we need to expose the evil behind Halloween. Haunted houses and the terror that little ones are susceptible to. And we will do that tonight on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour. Exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. What's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. generation of haunted houses this year that features psychological torture, intense sensory deprivation, and hands-on assaults by people playing mass murderers. 
The houses incorporate Hollywood-grade special effects, some designed by the same crews that built the sets for the biggest grossing horror movies, and backed by the directors and producers of major horror franchises. Halloween has emerged as the second, second biggest commercial holiday of the year. With anticipated revenue of eight billion this year alone, the result of an aggressive push by retailers to create a reason for big spending between back to school and Christmas, haunted houses in particular have mushroomed, popping up everywhere from blacked out urban storefronts to cornfields and backyards. The Haunted House Association—that's right, my friends. There's a Haunted House Association estimates there are two thousand haunted houses in America. And average ticket prices have risen to 15 from 5 in the 1990s. Earlier this year, photographer Brian Durbala, on assignment for the Wall Street Journal, visited the Black House, Blackout Haunted House in Manhattan, where visitors pay up to $60 to be subject to a litany of psychological and physical abuse, including extreme disorientation in a room filled with fog where your face is masked. Your hands are strapped to a table, and ear-piercing death metal music is blaring through headphones while a screaming actor bashes a mallet around your fingers. Did you hear what I just said, my friends? This photographer on assignment for this Wall Street Journal article visited this haunted house called the Blackout Haunted House in, in New York City, where... People paid up to $60 to be subject to a litany of psychological and physical abuse. Now, let me just stop right there. Who in their right mind would pay $60 to be subjected to psychological and physical abuse? Think about that for a moment. Think about that, my, my friends. And I'm sure in, there in, your, in, in Midtown Manhattan, they're, they're probably having thousands, perhaps tens of thousands, visiting this haunted home, this blackout haunted house. And I'm sure there's some young people, very young people I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of. You know, some years ago, there was a group of us that that uh, visited very ha uh, various locations uh, where haunted ha these haunted attractions were um, active. And in, the, in these areas, we would pass out gospel tracts, and preach the gospel. And let me tell you, I saw many, many hundreds of young children going with their friends, I mean, with their family, perhaps an uncle, an aunt, mother, father, grandparent. I mean, it just broke my heart to see young children visit these hellish haunted houses. And what is in a haunted house? What's the purpose? The purpose is for people to have that adrenaline rush, to get that sense of feeling scared, that that thrill of getting becoming fearful. But the, the Word of God says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and, a, and, a, and of sound mind. Now, why would you go into a place that will... Uh, uh, Open yourself up to evil spirits. Open yourself up to demons, to the powers of Satan. Think about it, my friends. Think about it for a moment. And why would anyone 
in their right mind take a young child and subject a young child. I've seen children as young as what appear to be four, five, six years old going into haunted houses. I know some of these attractions, they won't allow anyone under 18. That's the written policy. That's the, the understanding. But let's be real, my friends. It's about money. It's about attracting the dollar bill. Trust me. Many young children are visiting, visiting haunted houses. Just think of the millions that visit the haunted house in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. How many children have opened their lives, their body and soul, to the spirit of terror, the spirit of horror, the spirit of fear? Little ones, Jesus says, the children of God, the precious little children, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, Jesus says. Why would he, why would he take the most special of God's creation, little ones, to places where they would be exposed to horror and terror. I'll tell you why. Because these adults are demonized. They can't think clearly. Their mind is clouded. They're under mind control, soul slavery. Many of them are driven by these Spirits of terror and fear. And since they're driven by spirits of fear, these these uh, fear spirits will drive them to the places where they can get even more spirits. This would explain why visitors would pay up to $60 to be subject to a litany of psychological and physical abuse by attending a blackout haunted house in Manhattan. That's the reason why. Because nobody would pay $60 to be Abused, unless you're demonized, unless you're demonized. And some of the some of the psychological and physical abuse include extreme disorientation in a room filled with fog where your face is masked, your hands are strapped to a table, and ear-piercing death music is is blaring through headphones while a screaming actor bashes a mallet around your fingers. Think about that for a moment, my friend. How that would open you up to terror. You know, you're not a machine, my friends. At some point, there will be a susceptibility, an extreme susceptibility, a breakdown of your spiritual defenses. And I hope and pray, if you're a child of the living God, that you would never visit one of these places. That you would never pay $60, or whatever the price is, whatever area of the world you live in, that you would not attend one of these extreme haunted houses. But rather, why don't you pass out gospel tracts? Reach out to the young children. Warn them. Expose them. Tell the parents. Tell the grandparents. Tell the uncle. Tell the aunt. Tell the family friend that they're opening their child, the young one, the little one. To the spirits of fear, to demonization. Now, they may mock you. They may ignore you. But I'm telling you, my friends, 
God is much bigger than that. God will use what you say, what you do, to touch their hearts at some point. As they lay down later in the evening, after attending that that hellish haunted house, they'll think about what you say. Trust me on that. They will think. And perhaps I've, I've even seen some people we have warned walk away. Their conscience convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a serious time of the year, my friends. A serious time of the year. And as I look at this blog from the Wall Street Journal, it's just just beyond belief. There's a picture of this one patron that is dragged into a pitch black hallway before being aggressively frisked by a person whispering their names. I could see not only psychological and physical abuse occurring, but perhaps even sexual abuse. I'm sure there's all forms of sexual assault occurring. Well, some of these pictures are demented. It's horrible. Showing a picture of an actor in a torture room. You know, my heart goes out to these actors and actresses. How many of them have evil spirits? Oh, there's there's another picture here. An actress stands naked in a bloody bathroom where she shrieks at participants. I mean, she's covered for this photograph, but, I mean, blood, what appears to be blood, make-believe make blood splat. Who knows? It could be some, some of this could be real blood for all we know. Splatter against these walls. It's horrible. And then I see at the very end of this blog article a picture of participants waiting to enter the haunted house. As you expect, a long line. And I'm sure this this scene can be repeated throughout the world in various locations, in rural areas and urban areas throughout the world where millions are attending haunted houses and precious little ones are exposed to the spirits of fear and terror. You know, Halloween's evil roots and practices go back some several hundred years ago in Europe. The day we now know as Halloween my friends, was a part of a Celtic feast of Samhain each year on the eve of the Celtic New Year, October 31st. The Druids, who were the priests and the pagans of the Celtic civilization, would honor their pagan demon god named Samhain, the Lord of the Dead. Now, it's commonly known that it was on this night the Druid priests would go from house to house demanding food for the purpose of offering it later to the pagan demon god Samhain. The Druid priest would target those who refused to participate for curses. Thus, you have trick or treat. See how pagan these practices are, my friends. It's rooted in raw demonism. It's also believed that on this night, that spirits and ghosts left their graves to oppress the living. Now, why would they believe that? Because they experienced it, my friends. 
They experience the reality of evil spirits being quite active. Not only active, but very real in your face oppression. To combat the haunting of these spirit beings, many would dress in costumes, attempting to scare off the spirits. Even a carved pumpkin with a scary face was utilized to ward off these entities. See how even the usage of pumpkins are rooted in the demonic? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying pumpkins are demonic. Come on. I'm talking about the carving of the pumpkin. The carving of the pumpkin with a scary face for the usage of a, for the Halloween season is rooted in the demonic. Halloween is a hellish season. And it should be avoided. This time of the year is marked by blood sacrifices. And in those days, it was the offering to Sawain and the utilization of occultic practices. It was on this day, as it is today, that many would carry out their demonic deeds. Well, to counter this evil celebration, the early Christian church in the 9th century moved All Saints Day, a day when believers remembered the martyrs of old from May to November 1st and renamed it All Hallows Eve, from which we get the word Halloween. My friends, just as the early church attempted to bring the gospel to those who celebrated Halloween in their day, we too, in our day, need to step out boldly to proclaim the lordship of Jesus Christ. And that is what I'm going to do on Halloween. I'm going to use the opportunity to proclaim that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is victorious over the evil one. You know, witches use the night for their rituals. Halloween, being the first feast of the witchcraft year, uses the holiday to communicate with the dead. There's necromancy, my friends. Through the divinatory devices and through divination, Satanist, devil worshippers, Luciferians see this night as one of the most important nights for ritual sacrifice. According to the late Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan and author of the Satanic Rituals, volume, he says one could learn the secrets of life through the practice of divination on this night. Yet, you and I, my friend, who are called Christians, we believe this night is a night of opportunity for the public proclamation of the gospel. So it's my view that we should view this day the way God views it. In Psalms 118, verse 6, the psalmist declares, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Halloween is not the devil's day. It is the Lord's day. Let's capture it and bring it in submission to Jesus Christ. When days like this is offered to the general public, we should use it as an opportunity to evangelize and to bring about deliverance to souls. When people are so focused on ghosts, on fear, on death, 
on witches. We should seize the opportunity to tell others about the overcoming power of Jesus Christ. There's so much more I want to share about haunted houses, about terror, about fear, and little ones. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources. But like other media advancements throughout history, ministries, including the Voice of the Martyrs, are seeing value in staying connected via Facebook and Twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups. For example, members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com.
Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1079. No one will stand up to the tyranny of Boleslaw the Cruel, King of Poland. No one except Stanislas, Bishop of Krakow, who courageously rebukes the king. In response, the king sends soldiers to the chapel to kill Stanislas. When they rush in, swords raised, the bishop remains kneeling in prayer, and the men lower their swords. Hearing this, the king races furiously to the chapel, and he himself plunges a dagger into the bishop's heart. But in death is victory, as Boleslaw's own court unites against him, ending his tyrannous reign. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. by making visitors go it alone. The psychological games begin before you enter. Visitors are asked to sign a lengthy waiver, which requires them to assume all risk, and warns them about the, quote, graphic scenes of simulated extreme horror, adult sexual content, tight spaces, darkness, fog, strobe light effects, strong odors, exposure to water, physical contact, and crawling, close quote, that they're about to experience. So as they await their turn, visitors are positioned in a dimly lighted room so they can witness the person ahead of them being dragged through the first door, while also watching others run screaming out the exit. It's estimated about 20% of visitors, including the reporter for this article, didn't make it through, shouting the code word safety to be escorted out. A Michael Ross, 26, of Yorktown, New York, made an early exit after refusing to dance with the naked dancer. Mr. Ross's girlfriend, Dana, of White Plains, New York, also 26, and a haunted house junkie said she plans to return, however. You need to have an open mind and be willing to be tortured, she said. Did you hear what she said, my friends? You have to have an open mind and be willing to be tortured. That is true. An open mind means a mind that is empty, 
a mind that's not filled with the spirit of the living God, a mind that can be captivated by devils, a mind that will be invaded by the spirit of fear. I'm telling you, my friends, you enter haunted homes, you you have the great possibility. I don't know how I can how I can share this in words. There's a great possibility you will be invaded and you will be demonized. You will be controlled, possessed by evil spirits within your body and soul. Spirits of terror, spirits of fear. And my heart goes out to these little ones that are exposed to these haunted houses. How dare you, my friend, take a little child, take a little one to these homes of horror. You know, Jesus speaks quite harshly to those who would try to hinder children. Let's bring little ones to Jesus instead of haunted homes. Instead of exposing them to fear and terror, let's expose them to the love and the peace of Jesus. Wouldn't that be better, my friends? I think you would agree with me. You know, the article says, humans, especially men, have always sought out horror. In in Greek mythology, there was a house of Artis that depicted horrific incidents of incest and cannibalism. So it's it's very clear these things have been around for a very, very long time. But nevertheless, these places, these haunted houses should be avoided. And perhaps you're listening to this broadcast and your heart's been touched. You recognize the dangers. You recognize that you've opened your life to the spirit of fear, the spirit of terror. Well, today's a beautiful day, my friend. Today is a beautiful day to be set free from the spirit of terror, from the spirit of fear. It's very entirely possible that you opened up your body, your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will to a demon by visiting a demonically controlled area, which I would include haunted houses in that category, in that category. And if that's you, you need deliverance. I want you to pray with me. You need to be set free by the spirits of fear and terror. You have little ones. If you're a father, mother, and your little one has been exposed to a haunted house, you need to take, take authority. And you need to speak the name of Jesus and gently just tell that spirit of fear and terror to leave your child in Jesus' holy name. Tell it to go directly. Speak it out loud. Now you, my friend, need to be delivered. You need to be saved. You need to be born again as Jesus taught in John chapter 3. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm not speaking of a physical birth, obviously. I'm speaking of a spiritual birth, a spiritual inner transformation of the heart, of your wicked heart that needs to be cleansed by the blood and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, cleanse me. Forgive me for going to the haunted house. Forgive me for opening up my children to the spirits of fear and terror. I renounce these things through your blood, Jesus. And your word says, perfect love which you are, Jesus, cast away all fear. So I invite the perfect love of Jesus Christ 
into my life right now. Your love, your joy, your peace, your power, soundness of mind, instead of terror, fear, and horror. Jesus, I commit my life to you. Jesus, I love you. And I command the spirits of fear and terror to lift off you now in Jesus' name. In the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, come off them right now. Spirits of fear and terror, go. Leave these people. Jesus teaches, do not fear. Do not fear. Yes, the days are evil. Hellish Halloween is upon us. Hours away from the, from the day that we know is Halloween here in the United States, in North America. But do not fear, Jesus says. We ought not to fear, for Jesus is indeed Lord. Now, my friends, I would invite you. This weekend, I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, and Grand Rapids, Michigan, November the 3rd, a public deliverance mission in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Hampton Inn and Suites downtown International Boardroom Meeting Room, 161 Spring Street Northwest in Atlanta. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 4th, I will be conducting another public deliverance mission in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Hampton Inn Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street Southwest, Southeast, I should say, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. That's November the 3rd, Atlanta, Georgia. November, November the 4th, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Saturday, Atlanta. Sunday, Grand Rapids. Get to these meetings. Get your friend. Get your family member. Get your child, your grandchild. We want to pray in the name of Jesus Christ so you can be set free from the oppression and you can be healed. You can be healed. I bless you, my friends. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.